All right, welcome in to another episode of Holy Utah State. This episode is a recap episode. We just got home from the New York City game. Another cold game, but RSL again finds some sort of streak in the snow and the cold and ends up winning 2-1. So we're going to go ahead and get right into that. Coming up next on Ali Utah State. I am Nick Ramon. Your buff sis, yeah. Hey, this is Jamie San Olave. This is Kyle Beckerman, and you're listening to Only Utah State. Alright, welcome back in. So like we said, RSL somehow has found this streak and winning in the snow or so, or something. I don't I don't really know. Yeah, the snow's a good thing for us, I guess. <laughs> they they play well when they freeze their butts off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, we were all freezing our butts off and I would admit it's not it wasn't as cold as the first uh I guess what's uh, at least on social media being called snowmageddon. <laughs> uh, you know, I we got home and we didn't have to completely, you know, change clothes <laughs> because everything was wet like last time. But yeah. um, I, I think we were all a little bit more prepared. We had some ponchos and some little hand warmer things, so that made it nice. Yeah, definitely more prepared for the snow during this game than we were for the last game, for sure. <laughs> um, but seriously, we, we came out with a win, and not only did we come out with a win, we scored two goals, which I guess traditionally we start with the defense. So I guess we can start there. Um, we still let one in, didn't didn't get a clean sheet. Um, I guess a positive on the defensive side, Nick Romando got a new record. Yeah. Um, most career saves. So, I mean, sweet. I guess he has pretty much every record now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I as I was walking out of the stadium and they were reading that or kind of announcing that off, I was just like, wow, another another record that Nick Armando holds and will continue to, you know, push that bar further the more he plays. So yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think our I liked this defensive line. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this is exactly what Pecky wants is like our our back line, but I feel like Schuler and Mon together, they usually work well together as our center back pairing. So it's kind of nice to actually see those two. Um, they're t- working together. I like Chris Winger playing back out on uh, the right hand side, uh, more of his natural kind of position, playing a wing, uh, playing on the wing, which makes me feel more comfortable because he's prone to mistakes and those mistakes won't kill us because the center backs are still there. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very but true. he had a good game today. I mean, for as much as we rag on Chris Winger in this show, um, <laughs> let, let's give it, give it his, his due. You know, he, he had a good game and he hustled and did everything right. I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. He, he did his job, which was just nice to see. Right. And, not have to worry about him being a center back. Well, and another thing I was thinking as we were coming into this game is we actually had a, a decently healthy um, defense, you know, with Nick Armando coming back. And then, of course, Schuler and Mond playing together. And then Wingert going out to maybe his more natural position. And then even Schmidt, who wasn't, I would say, in his preferred position, did pretty well out there at uh, at outside back there. I The only person I could think of to be better would be Tony. But... 
I mean, yeah. a decently healthy where we're not, you know, Chris Wingert wasn't playing center back this game. So I I liked that as soon as I saw the, the starting 11. And then our midfield was a solid midfield, you know, Albert, Kyle, and uh, Mulholland. So another solid, <laughs> you know, thing. And then up top with our strikers with Yura, Plata, and Saverino. So, um. I mean, I, I thought it was an overall a great lineup, and you know, if you listen to our preview episode um, from yesterday, we we had no idea what to expect, what was coming out. But um, I mean, even though like we we I think Albert scored in like the 38th minute or something like that. Um, even up until that point, I was pleased with what I was seeing. I mean, yeah, it sucks to let up an early goal. You know, I, I think we were talking about on the way home that, you know, okay, now we've won a game and we've scored, but the next thing we need to do is figure out how to not let a goal in in the first five minutes. That'd be a nice change from the last yeah, couple of games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just, it, it was right in front of me and that goal, and it was just a stupid defensive mistake. I mean, I don't remember exactly what happened. I just, because I was pissed. <laughs> and I just remember it was kind of like a, a miscommunication. It seemed like something didn't go right, and he was able just to kind of slip between them and get get his foot to the ball and get it to where Nick couldn't get to it. And honestly, when I saw him slip between our defenders, there was still that like reassurance that Nick was going to get it. Mm-hmm. So when it went in, I was kind of shocked, right? Because I thought for sure Nick would, you know, come up with some big miraculous save and you know <laughs> save the day for rsl once again and you know in the end he he did i mean he had a pretty good game with some some decent saves i don't think there was anything really too hard no maybe david Villa's shot on that near post when he first came into the game uh, but nothing super hard for him to do but uh, still i mean to only yeah. let in one goal was nice to see <laughs> since in the four previous games we've let in three plus goals. Right. No, and I, I was kind of thinking that too as I was watching Nick. So, you know, when, when Matt Van Oakle's been playing, I, I just think like, man, you know, he's been put in some really hard spots. I mean, for the most part, other other there's been a few that have snuck by him that's like, hey, he probably could have got that. Um, or you'd like to think Nick would have gotten some of those. And so I was just thinking that tonight. I was like, man, you know, Nick – rarely looks like he's out of position to try to save some miraculous goal. I mean, it definitely happens, but for the most part, he's just in the right spot. And so I started thinking about that, and that's exactly the conclusion I came to, is that Nick makes it look easy because he's in the right spots. So maybe those shots that would have been on another goalie, you know, like maybe Van Oakle, it it's looks harder, but it's just because they maybe they're not in as good a position as Nick Armando is. Because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, it just goes right, like Nick's already there and it just hits him in the chest and he goes down. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just kind of interesting. And then, I don't know, it was just, like you said, it was nice to have him back in goal to kind of have that reinsurance that even if our back line did screw up, that we would at least have some chance of not being scored on. And uh, I there wasn't, besides that first goal, I don't really think... There was any, you know, crazy moments. I mean, other than just having Pirlo and David Villa on the pitch, I mean, which stuff's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I thought our defense did pretty well. I mean, there was a physical battle. I know that was said on the postgame show coming home that uh, it was just a lot of physical, you know, one-on-one battles with different players. And, um, well, you know, I mean, Shue. I, Holy yeah. crap, Chris Schuler. Woo. 
just he went at it tonight and yeah, he was did. taking guys out like crazy. I mean, he was doing a good job defensively, but he was also being super aggressive. I felt like not in a bad way aggressive, just, you know, being that actual defender and that enforcer back there, making sure yeah. New York City knew that this was our pitch and we were there to own it and yeah. not letting them just kind of run all over it. And it was it was nice to see cuz I feel like we haven't had that for I don't know, maybe even all season. I don't know when when else we've had a defender that's really played with that kind of intensity. Yeah. Um, it was nice to see, exciting to see, and it kind of makes me hopeful for, for <laughs> what's going to come with uh, the rest of the season. You yeah, know, with, I mean. With that back line, so we'll we're, see. Like we were saying, we still have injured people out. We, I mean, obviously Justin Glad's over at the U20 team, so what's going to happen when he comes back? I mean, I'm just thinking about, like this rotation that's going to happen where we just have these quality center backs that are in game in and game out, um, but are always fresh. And so hopefully they'll, you know, be able to, um, you know, play with that same intensity that she gave tonight. Cause man, he was, if you didn't, uh, hopefully they have it. I haven't seen the official MLS highlights of the match, but man, I, I hope they include some of those tackles cause it was a physical game tonight. I mean, yeah. for both, both ways. I mean, you know, and uh, I guess we'll kind of get into more of the offensive side, but um, I I don't know. I I thought our defense did really well, and I I thought our midfield, you know, Kyle and Luke playing kind of that defensive mid were doing really well. I mean, all over the pitch. Kyle wasn't being reckless at all, but at the same time, wasn't letting things go. I I told Brandon that <laughs> it was kind of weird to see the the young Kyle Beckerman back for a little bit, uh, minus the nasty the nasty parts of Kyle Beckerman where he, you know, slides people from behind or whatever. So I don't know. It was a smart Kyle Beckerman. It was a smart Kyle Beckerman. It was, it was, you know, the physical prowess of a young Kyle Beckerman with the sensible smarts of the veteran that he is. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of times we get one or the other with Kyle and, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's had plenty of games where they're stellar games and, and he does a great job. But it's not always that we see. And maybe it was because he got a yellow card pretty early in the game. Yeah. Because of, I assume, talking. Yeah. It's kind of what it seemed like to me. Uh, and so maybe that kind of set the tone for him of, okay, well, I need to, you know, be a little bit more cautious now on what I say and how I do things because I already have a yellow and that could cause me to get sent off. And we're playing with such good momentum right now. Don't want to ruin that with the team and have this kind of die i mean i mean yeah. the you know the the momentum we had and the the aura that the team had it kind of died because of some stupid silly mistake so i don't know i was pleased with kyle's performance i, I was pleased with everybody's performance today i think everyone did really good the only kind of concern i have was with yura um but yeah. we can kind of get into that a little bit more later so right so i mean as for the defensive side i i thought we did really well i mean we we let up an early goal so it's not like we're we're there by any means, but I, I think right now most RSL fans are just looking for that improvement, and I think they saw it tonight on the defensive side of the ball. And I would say same with the offensive side of the ball. I mean, as we kind of transition into the offense, I mean, I don't know. Watching, you know, if you watch Jao Plata's highlight reel, I mean, he's got that cutback move to the middle. But today he was doing all sorts of stuff, <laughs> cutting inside and outside, spinning around. I mean, it was kind of crazy to watch and I 
I don't know why that is. Maybe he's finally realizing like I got something to prove. And I, I think that's what I, the big overall message for me as I was watching was that these guys, this is a group of guys that knows they have something to prove to the fans, to coaches, you know, to the rest of the league, to themselves. I don't know. It, that's what I felt like with Schuler. I think he had something to prove to say I am a staple center back for this team. Uh, same with Plata that I'm not just going to wash up and be, you know, be some transfer kind of thing. And, and same with, you know, even Rusnik saying, you know, basically making that statement that there's a reason why I'm a DP pretty much. And I, I think like you said, everybody did well, um, except for Yura again is, is still a little bit slow right now on everything. And I, I don't really know what that is. If it's just one of his streaks, I, I know that they've talked about he's a streaky player, so he'll do really good or really bad for streaks. And so he better get it together, though, because, I mean, Luis Silva came in and outperformed Yura, I would say, today. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was happy with Luis Silva's performance in the second half. I don't quite know what the sub was. I don't know if Yura picked up a knock or if something happened. They're kind of saying maybe concussion protocol or something. It... it on the post game show, but I don't, I don't remember him taking any hard knocks. That would require that, so I I don't know. But I mean, whatever it was, tactic or maybe it's you know motivational for, for uh, Petke trying to get him to be like you know I I can't play you the whole game if you know you're not gonna be working hard and, and improving. So I I was impressed with Luis Silva. I've been impressed with him with his second stint with RSL. His first stint when he was here that we got him in the trade for uh, Alvaro Sabarillo, I was not impressed with him at all. Um, I felt like he was offloaded to us from D.C. because he had a higher contract and they didn't want to keep paying him. And we wanted to get rid of Sabo, so it was kind of like a trade of people we didn't want. And... He didn't perform. He didn't play a ton. Hmm. And then he just left, you know, went off to Mexico. And I was completely okay with it. Yeah. 100% okay with it. When I heard that they were bringing him back, I was kind of hesitant about that. Right. And, you know, I I, I guess, you know, if I've said things that I didn't that I didn't like him or whatnot, I'm, I'm kind of eating my words now because I think he played really well today. I think he had great movement and great... Um, Great connecting with Plata and Savar. Sa- I want to say Savarino, but Savar Savarino. Yeah. Savarino. Yeah. Uh, however you say that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they all clicked kind of together and were gelling a little no, bit there. Definitely, I, I think that's what I saw from Silva too. Something that RSL's been missing is if we are, I well, you know, as Pecky said, he's planning on changing things, and who knows when that formation change is going to happen, but. I mean, if we're going to continue to play the 4-3-3 or a 4-3-2-1 um, with a lone striker, I mean, Yura has to be able to control the ball with his back to goal and basically do what Luis Silva did today. I mean, Luis Silva multiple times brought down the ball, trapped it, was able to make a great pass to somebody else, and then got in a position to make himself dangerous, where I, I think that's where Yura's struggling. Um, also, I mean, just having those younger guys come in, I mean, I we could do a whole podcast on Savarino's, you know, performance tonight. But, man, just having, you know, him and Plata, and I, I can't wait for Brooks Lennon and Bofo to be back to the rotation to where we just have people that are hungry after the ball and they just chase it down. I think that's something that last year we missed 
you know, I, I think Plata got a little lazy, not lazy, but just uh, content in his spot, and there wasn't anybody pushing him. Same with Yura. I know they've said that on the post-game show that he doesn't have anybody pushing him. So, you know, I, I think that time has finally come. There's younger people who, like like they said today, Luis Silva's preferred position is not a striker. So, I mean, for him to come out and give that kind of performance, I I would think that puts pressure on Yura, saying you're not – Yura not no I'm just kidding Yura <laughs> is not uh, you know he doesn't have his guaranteed position anymore yeah I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly 100% um, Yura I feel like is playing playing kind of like Sabarino was at the end of his kind of time with with Real Salt Lake that Sabarino Sabarino yeah gosh dang <laughs> you those names are way too close for me um and he he's just kind of he's playing up there and wanting to be that lone striker with his back to goal, but he's not performing it yeah. in the way that he needs to. Like you were saying, I mean, Luis Silva m- multiple times was able to trap the ball, offload it to one of the other kind of strikers there or, or midfielder, and then yeah, get himself dangerous. And that's exactly what he needs to do. Yes, we pay him to score goals; those will come as he does that. I, I, but I don't see that with him. I see him trying to get those balls over the top and, and going straight to goal with it or trying to control it and not having that first touch. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's just, I, I don't know what it is because you'll see him at training and he'll do great. I mean, he'll he'll play just fine at training and, and be able to get those shots and take those shots early or, you know, get in the right spots for heads and whatnot and, it just doesn't seem to happen. It doesn't seem to click quite once it, it becomes game time. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just something mental um, that he's kind of dealing with. And psychologically, he's he's kind of put himself in a rut. But hopefully he can find a way out of that. And like like we've said a few times in post-game shows, said is he is a streaky player. Yeah, And, definitely. you know, he's he, he's just unfortunately on a, on a down streak right now. So... Yeah. Um, well, let's hop out to a quick break here, and then we'll come back in and talk a little bit more about the offense and uh, just more of our happiness. So, <laughs> next on Ola Utah State. I spent months looking for an affordable laptop. As you know, I'm a student and don't have a lot of extra cash lying around. I just wanted a laptop that was reliable and a business that stood by their product. And that's exactly what I found with Affordable Laptops, located at 12125 South Redwood Road, Riverton, Utah. Here you find a trustworthy team that is there to help you get the laptop that you need. By the name, you might guess that they are affordable, and they really are. Affordable Laptops is truly the home of the $99 laptop. Stop by and let them know that Olay Utah State sent you. Go get your laptop today, and visit them on Facebook found at Affordable Laptops. Alright, welcome back into Olay Utah State. Uh, just talking about this great game we had. Uh, it wasn't perfect, by any means, uh, but... It was great. We won. We yeah. won. First time in uh, four games. Four-game losing streak broken. First game in four games that we haven't been scored three goals on. And <laughs> yeah. first in four games that we scored. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of firsts uh, for the last four games. Yeah. But, we, I mean. We've been in a kind of a rut the past month, you yeah. know, and it's it's sucked. It's kind of put us in a bad mood on the show, and I think this is kind of lightening our spirits a little bit, so. Right. No, and. 
I like I said, I, well, like we said before the break, we we're kind of going into the offense and everything, and how how we perf- well we're a little bit concerned about Yura's performance right now. But the good thing is we have other people that are willing to step up and and step up into those roles if they need to be, you know, those roles need to be fulfilled, I guess. But uh, you know, I guess we're gonna move to the best. Well, not the best. Sorry, the uh, probably the most exciting thing right now with Saverino and his performance tonight. So if you, if you didn't get a chance to watch the game, I mean, he was just all over the field and cut I I, I don't know, he was really hard to predict cuz he was all over the he would just go everywhere. He would, you know, sometimes go to his right, sometimes cut into the left. I mean, he was kind of everywhere and uh, you know, he wouldn't go down. I mean, he would be literally crawling on the pitch, keeping control of the ball. And I think again, it's that hunger of like I, I'm here to prove that I am a starter and that I am a valuable player, I guess. You know? Definitely. I mean, he, he's 20 years old, but he's he's played in some pretty important matches already in his career, playing in uh, Copa Libertadores down in South America and, you know, proving that he can, he can be successful in those. And I think playing in those kind of situations and against some aggressive players in those, has has taught him to uh be quick on his feet and and be able to get around those kind of players cuz uh, there was times oh man I mean I was a short player I was I was somewhat like him and short and played forward and you know I I don't know how he was able to get through some of those those traps that there's three guys on him and he's dribbling it around and just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like seriously he just it was pretty remarkable, and it's just fun to see. I think we see this quite often with a lot of the guys we bring in, the young guys we bring in, that we'll see this spark right at the beginning because they want to prove that you know they should be here. And yeah. like you said, he's wanting to prove that he needs this. He deserves a starting spot. I think he does because of his statistics. But I, I think this is also yeah. a result of that. You know, this this amazing play that he's he's putting on the pitch for us and. And I think it's kind of helping spark the rest of the team to want to do the same. Yeah, I mean, he was, like I said, I, I just was very impressed. I mean, even last week, I mean, I know that last week's game, or not even last week's, a few days ago on Sunday, uh, that last game, or Saturday, wasn't great and, you know, wasn't fun to watch. But when he got subbed in, he, he put in some good minutes and then, you know, gets the start tonight and... I just was impressed with him all night long, everything he was doing. And, uh, you know, like, like a lot of fans were talking about on different social media, they couldn't wait to see him and Albert connecting, and they did. I mean, it was a completely different RSL team today that we saw. I I mean, not just personnel, but just the, the fire and kind of, I know last week on the, the post-game show they were talking about there's been a lack of fire or uh, instinct, that killer instinct of just wanting to, you know, go out and just outscore a team. And not that we did today. I mean, we, we obviously won, but, um, you know, I guess these guys were talking a little bit more about like winning three or four zero, you know, just that killer instinct. And I, I felt like today we, we started getting that back a little bit cause we were, we were still gunning for it, um, you know, pretty late in the game. So, I don't know. It was it was great to see, and Albert, of course, is still you know proving himself to the you know his the fans here and the coaches, and you know kind of making like making his money that we're paying him worth it. 
And yeah, I, I think uh, Albert is is finally kind of settling in. It always takes some time to get used to to soccer in the United States and how MLS is played. It's just, it's a little bit different than everywhere else, especially coming from the Netherlands and Europe to come here. It's going to take him some time to get used to. I think he said in some other interviews, you know, he wants, he wanted to be able to perform at the top level from game one, but knew that it was going to take some time to acclimate into um, the system and the league and the, the type of play. And I think, he he's there. I think he's finally understanding the play that MLS has and in the consistency of it, getting used to the refereeing, um which I actually I don't know if you can ever get used to the refereeing. It's so different every week. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's just kind of getting into the groove of, of being at the MLS and being with Riasa Lake and it's it's becoming beautiful to watch and I hope it continues. I hope it's not just a one game and you know, we'll see this every once in a while. I hope this is, can be a consistent um, thing for us to be able to see this. But um, we'll take it one game at a time. I mean, yeah, we're, we're right now happy about this win, and it's nice to win. Nice to <laughs> nice to be happy about a freaking game. <laughs> yeah, gosh. you know, so it, it, it's it's good good feeling. Uh, team team looked good today, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think like the big thing with Albert for me is just uh, he's getting I love his feistiness I guess is what we were calling it earlier his feisty play that he has I mean he just doesn't care it seems like a, and I, I guess at the same time if you're playing someone who's really good you're gonna try harder to kind of showcase yourself against them so of course tonight he's matching up against Pirlo you know an Italian legend and um, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't at the game, I'm, I'm sure this won't be in the highlights, but there was a, there was a, about a, I would say 22nd or so just battle between the two of them. Just Pirlo's dribbling, Rusnik's giving him pressure, pressure, pressure. They're fighting back and forth for position. And, uh, Pirlo finally goes down whether, whether or not it was a foul is questionable, but I mean, that you can see how frustrated these players get when Albert's on them. I mean, he did the same thing his first game against Michael Bradley, another, you know, I would say, you know, really great midfielder. And, you know, he just doesn't care, and he'll just go body him up, and he'll he'll be that little annoying bug on their shoulder that's sitting there tapping him over and over and over, and eventually they either have to fall down or, or foul. And, and in this case, Pirlo falls down and ends up getting the foul called for him, but... You know, against Michael Bradley, Michael Bradley ends up shoving Rusnik, and Rusnik gets the call. So, I like that about him. I, you know, I've been really impressed with that about him. And uh, then, of course, Reno coming in today again. I, I know we kind of went over him, but man, I we haven't seen something like that in a long time. I mean, yeah. even with Brooks Lennon is a great player as well, but a different skill set between the two of them. Yeah, and oof, that's just it's it's. Like it's exciting. Chills to think <laughs> of of Brooks Lennon playing with with Albert and uh, Jefferson Jefferson, however you want to say it. Right. I'm horrible at Spanish names. I don't know why. <laughs> um, uh, these young guys, twenty, twenty two, nineteen. It's you know, I mean, this could be what we see for the next. You know, I don't know how long, five years maybe. 
that this right. this team can kind of stick together and it's it's exciting you know it's yeah. it's that hopefulness and that joy that things can continue to get better and we can get back to winning an MLS cup i think that we have the talent for it um throughout i think we've had the talent with this whole season i just think for whatever reason the team hasn't gelled together or they haven't you know had the consistency of the same coach or the right coach and the right system and I think hopefully this is the turn where it starts to kind of gel. Um, we'll see. Uh, another person that I thought played really well today was Luke Mulholland. Oh, yeah. I, I think people have called him out in the past, past few weeks. I mean, I've seen on different social social media platforms people, you know, saying maybe we should trade him, maybe we should get rid of him. I don't know if he's playing the best. But I just feel like Luke always gives 110%. Yeah. And he he's willing to make some of those tackles that might not always be all right, but he's willing to at least try them and kind of have that statement tackle. Man, I just, I love, I love watching him play. I think he, he adds a great element to our team. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess some people don't want him. I mean, if you're one of those people, let me know why, like, I I don't (laughs) understand it. So let me know why. Uh, yeah, you don't want him or you think he shouldn't be starting. But, uh, man, I think he played so well today. So many just aggressive takeaways, aggressive pressuring, and just that fire, you know? Yeah. He just, I mean, that it was just throughout the whole team, but especially within Luke. Yeah, Luke seems to always bring that, that extra spark and that extra, you know, fierceness, I guess. Um, and... I, I think you're right. I, you know, I, I am definitely a Luke fan and I, I have seen that, that, you know, and I, I think at least for the most part that I've seen, it's, it's usually to do with his passing, uh, that his passing is not always accurate and is not always, you know, have what, you know, what most people say is purpose. Like there's not pur- purposeful passing. And I, I saw that happen a couple times today, but the other thing I saw with that um, in defense of Luke is if he does make those mistakes, he's usually right on the ball to to try and, you know, even if it's just putting pressure on him so they can't pick the pass they want to, they have to hurry and get rid of it. I mean, it's stuff like that. So I, I, like, I agree with you. I think Luke had a great game today. And for me, it's hard to understand why people would want to trade him just because of the workhorse that he is. And game in and game out, I mean, even when we're losing 3-0 or 4-0, he's you're, like you said, he just gives everything he has, and you know, I some like you said, some of those tackles maybe not okay all the time, but uh, you know, when you're when you're losing four zero, it's kind of like when you're on FIFA and you just take someone out. It feels good. It relieves some of that tension, <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's Luke for us, and and uh, he's kind of that protector on our team. I know we've talked about that a little bit. Um, like when you played in high school, there was a specific kid that they would put in that kind of if you had a someone kind of give you a bad tackle, he would go and, and have your back essentially. And I, I think that's what Luke also holds yeah. in our team. I I think that's completely right. I think Luke is, uh, he's definitely a team player. Yeah. His passing isn't great, but I don't think the team passed that well today as a whole. They had some great stretches, but I think they were saying the statistic of it was uh, like 68% pass efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't great, uh, not good at all, really. But and we didn't have possession. I think they had fifty eight percent of the possession. So it it's yeah, the passing's not always there. But 
I, I, I kind of, I think it's hard to single out Luke as, as the reason for the passing. Cause I think everyone had bad passes today and I don't know. I, I get it. I get that he's, he doesn't distribute the ball as well as some of other midfielders we've had in the past. Uh, but I, I, that's just not who he is. It's not his, his style of play. He's not going to, he's not going to sit in the middle and be that distributing uh, midfielder. It's just not going to happen. He just doesn't play that way. And, right. you know, I think that's fine with depending on what style of play we're playing. Now, if that changes with Petke and he changes formations or changes tactics, maybe that doesn't fit in 100%. And we see Luke come off the bench to kind of give that spark. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Luke. But also, um, give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to uh, Omar Holness. Yeah. Uh, I think he came off the bench and he's he's been wanting to get minutes and he's been working his butt off in training and you know doing what he can to to get on the pitch during the games cuz I mean he's I think this is his second second season yeah last year he was a rookie this is his second season with the club wants to get more minutes playing and and you know get more consistent playing time cuz he he plays with the Jamaican national team and it's it's not easy to get called up to the team if the national team if you're not getting consistent first team playing with your club. So I think besides just wanting to be on the national team, he's just wanting to be on the pitch. Period. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he I think he said that in in his interview uh, on Monday. T- yeah, Monday. He he said that he's you know he just said he's got to keep working and you know he just got to keep putting in the things and and that's the thing with him it seems like he's just got a really good work ethic and he's willing to go out there and put in the time and you know all that stuff that you want from a player like that and you know hopefully his work pays off and then in the Jamaican national team will be able to you know call him up and and he'll be able to get rewarded I guess I mean just other than the few minutes he got tonight and then the start he got last week so I mean definitely interesting and and everything so I don't know another I don't know a fun game tonight to watch and definitely a much needed spirit lifter for I'm sure I can speak on behalf of most RSL fans that this was something we needed to have happen and I I think you know looking at the reddit comments for the pregame I know a lot of people were saying we just want improvement we want some sort of improvement to show that we're moving forward from where we are and I think we saw that tonight I mean a bigger step than I think most people were wanting even, you know? And yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a great, a great game. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it other yeah. than that. Albert had a great shot. Uh, love. I love seeing him just take those shots off of a dribble. Um, the I think that's when a lot of the times he's most dangerous. I think they said, two of his three goals this season have come from outside the box. Um, but he he just gets gets that open and is able to find just that little lane through all the chaos that's happening in front of him and get it into the back of the net. And I feel like we don't take those chances enough. Or when we do, it's, you know, kicked mile high into the air and, mm-hmm. you know, totally wasted. I don't think that's the shot that we want to take. 50% of the time, but if he's going to keep putting him in the back of the net, take him as much as you want, Albert, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so it great to see him and, uh, Sovereigno, Sovereigno, uh, 
uh, taking those shots. I think Kyle took a shot too from trying to Becker bomb um, from outside the box. And I don't know. One paid off, and we got a big guy in there and was able to get his head in there and get another goal for us to give us the win. And Aaron Mond didn't think it was going to come from him, but happy to get that second goal and lift us lift us over uh, NYCFC. So. Yeah, no, for for sure, and you know, as we say, we're we're trying to do this one game at a time and not look too much forward into the season. But we do have another game in a few, just a few days. We, you know, they'll like I think we, you said it'll travel tomorrow, and they'll travel to Seattle. And man, Seattle's always a tough place to play, Oof. and especially it's on turf. Seattle is a uh, Seattle as a team is just generally tough to play, and then playing at CenturyLink Field is another thing on top of that. So we'll try and we're going to do a preview for, for that game um, that's on Saturday. But like we said yesterday, I think the real test of RSL right now is going to be on Saturday um, after playing two games in the last few days and especially tonight because playing in the weather, I, I that can take a toll on you. You know, especially with uh, hopefully Rusnik, he did get subbed out with an injury uh, when he got subbed. So hopefully that's nothing. They didn't really say anything on the post game show. So I at least that we heard of it, we kind of tuned in a little bit late. But um, yeah, hopefully that's nothing too crazy. You know, that's going to keep him from playing. And then uh, Yura, I was just looking on MLS. Yura was subbed out with a head injury. I'm not really sure what that's all about, but. It ended up working out for RSL this week. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have some updates uh, prior to, to match on Saturday of of their statuses and, and whatnot's happening. But overall, uh, cold, wet, but good day <laughs> Yeah, uh, at, at the riot. So. Yeah, no, definitely. And so anyway, I guess we'll just take this last little bit here just to thank you all for, for listening and supporting our podcast. I uh, well, we realize that we're not always perfect <laughs> and we're always trying to improve ourselves and uh, make this podcast better for you guys. And anyway, like Brandon said, if you if you have anything specifically like, you know, maybe maybe you're a strong believer that Luke should be traded or or whatever or whatever your opinions are, you know, like if if we've said something you disagree with or even just like last week, I mean, we said something that was completely wrong or I did and you know, we got corrected on it and we're, we're open to that. We, we want that fan interaction because we, you know, we're all part of that RSL family and that's what we're, that's what we're, who we're wanting to connect with here. So, um, anyway, you can of course reach us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit on the RSL subreddit where we're posting there quite frequently and, uh, Facebook and Twitter at Ole Utah State. So. All right. <laughs> Cheers. I am Nick Ramon, Mondo. I am your Bloodlands. This is your Hey, this is Jamison Olave. This is Kyle Beckerman, and you're listening to Only Utah State.